Hi, welcome back to Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion, flow, and creativity, where we talk to fellow creatives and learn how they take their dreams and turn it into their reality. So while the topics may change, the heart behind it remains the same. I'm your host, Aaron Holman, and my guest today is... Hi, everyone. My name is Zach Flew. Hey, Zach. I'm happy you were able to join us today. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to do this. Well, let's get started. Uh, welcome to Eye to Eye. Zach, somewhere that we like to start things off, you're a makeup artist, uh, an actor, model. I know there are probably other things that I don't know about, but do our right. listeners a favor and please tell me uh, what are your preferred pronouns and then describe yourself in your own words. All right. Well, hello, everyone, to start off. Um, yes, I am a makeup artist and amongst other talents. Um, my pronouns would be, funny thing, I actually answered that on social media the other day. Um, my pronouns are he, him. I'm a cisgendered man. Um, uh, what was the other question? <laughs> oh, just about um, yourself. Like, what are your passions? Oh, yeah. Who am I? What do you um, do? So I am a makeup artist on social media. Um, I kind of label myself more as a content creator because um, while I do fantastical makeup looks, I've also have been incorporating some acting skits here and there into my work, as well as interpreting characters amongst the, um, the creations that I make. Um, I got into makeup a little bit later in my life. Um, before I got into all that, I used to be a um, musical theater um, actor. Um, oh, fun. Yeah, not too big, just did a lot of like local shows and tried to um, get further into the career and everything like that. But um, after I graduated college and um, started to pursue uh, going to beauty school and everything like that to help me along the way for like just like backup jobs and everything like that i found a passion for makeup and a lot of talent behind it that i didn't realize that i had and um ever since i want to say maybe maybe 2016 i've been pursuing makeup ever since then i got really serious into it i want to say back in i think maybe 2018 when i finally went to beauty school for it and then started to be a lot more active in creating makeup looks and things of that nature um, so all around, all in all, I'm just a very creative and, I guess, eccentric person, <laughs> some would say. I, uh, I've i been a fan of your work via social media for quite a while now, a couple of years. And um, Thank you. you do continue to improve with, honestly, it looks like with every look, it gets like you're amping it up. Thank you. Some looks that I've seen of yours before that have really blown me away. I like when you do alien type looks, um, okay. sort of where you paint the body full. Uh, anytime mm -hmm. you do uh, those floral looks, I really enjoy your interpretation on floral stuff. You Thank incorporate you. those natural materials in very well. Um, so that's something I've actually, like where I draw a lot of inspiration from throughout the years. Um, growing up where I, I grew up in New Jersey, um, I live in a very small rural town and um, I'm surrounded by foliage everywhere I am. I, like mainly my entire town, I would say is like the majority of like small suburbia farm fields and woods mm -hmm. so i grew up around nature my entire life and um, i've always had a passion for it having my mother be a um, environmentalist and being exposed to that world as a young child i just have always loved nature and flowers and everything like that wow. and when i got old when i got older into doing modeling i um kind of i, I meet i met a lot of like uh, very fun people on the way who um incorporated like makeup uh, floral pieces and things like that into um, like creative looks. 
and then I've kind of just continued on with that because I've, I've always been inspired by the color stories of flowers and um and nature in general mm-hmm. um and as for like the the uh ones you you're a fan of too the alien looks um I don't even really know what to name those ones but they are a lot of fun to do like where I paint my body certain different colors if any of the, uh, your listeners ever do check out my pieces I very much encourage you because I think they're fun and I think you'd all enjoy them. Oh man, um, they, are, they are fierce. Make thank sure you. you follow them <laughs> on like his Instagram. I know you have a TikTok by the same, um, at mm-hmm. Zach Flu. Uh, so just, um, if you're not following, you need to be because this is a creative energy that's going to keep going. It is a lot of inspiration that I've drawn from you over the years. Um, well, thank you. You're being out there in... I don't know, uh, being so visible, it's honestly given me permission to like do it myself, you know, um, experimenting with makeup in my day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Well, going back to um, makeup with you, what is your first attachment to makeup? When's the first time that it drew you? I know you said you became more serious about it when you went to school, but uh, what's your first memory attached to it? So this is kind of, it's it's actually kind of um, embarrassing because at the time as as a kid, I was always, Looking back as as being a young gay man, like looking, uh, my I think about my experience into like my discoveries of my sexuality and everything. Um, I remember always having some sort of like fascination with lipstick. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a time when I was in the car with my family, and I asked my mom why women wear makeup but not men. And I remember this specifically, I was very, very, very young. I think I had maybe have been like six years old, but like that moment like clicked with me for so many years. Um, But the lipstick uh, thing I brought up is because when I was younger, I think it was like maybe once like middle school age, um, my dad caught me putting on lipstick one time when I was in the Mm -hmm. bathroom (laughs) and he walked in on me without knocking, which is so rude. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And which was, I was so embarrassed that he, he like walked into me and saw me playing with my mom's lipstick, but he didn't react in a bad way. Like I thought he like would be angry at me. He actually picked up the lipstick and like put it on himself too. And just was like, you know, tried to play it off in some kind of way, which was really cute. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's kind of when my dad kind of got the hint that I might be a little bit different at a, at a young age. Um, so I think that's kind of like always been an attachment with makeup with me. And I, um, I think the attachment grew from, from that when I finally kind of, uh, when I got older, I kind of discovered drag and like mm-hmm. the performance of wearing like fantastical outfits and like extravagant pieces and like theater and everything where I um, was exposed to it even more. My first uh, one experience I actually remember was, I don't know if you ever watched America's Got Talent. Oh yeah, I, I'm yeah. a huge fan. Okay, so you probably remember this person, but um, there was a contestant on the show that I had never in my life seen um, visually as an artist before, but his name was Prince Poppycock. Oh, yes. Yep. Yes. So my attachment with that came from, like, I used to, like, being a singer and everything, that he was an opera singer. And when I was younger, I was classically trained in a lot in, uh, in, in choir and choral music. So when I saw him perform those pieces and these fantastical outfits, I was like, wow, I am really drawn to this for some weird reason. I didn't really know why. And then here I am later on in life, kind of like doing stuff similar to it, not performance wise and like doing opera pieces and wearing like uh, doing a character, but like making fantastical like uh, pieces with that. Um, and then I just, you know, it's it, it kind of evolved from that and just other influential people that are very transformative, like David Bowie, Lady Gaga, Absolutely. Um, 
just any sort of like pro queer artist that kind of just messes with gender norms has always been like a very um, drawing figure and my experience to help me be able to do those things, which is what you brought up before that you were like, um, you were saying that you were experimenting with makeup from day to day because of uh, my visibility, which is incredibly flattering. You know, I've, I've over the past couple of years, I've received some incredibly beautiful messages from um, queer people, gay people, um, lesbians, trans, and just all the above um, saying that they're, that I helped them in a way that I never even knew that I even had the ability to, where just me being authentically myself and just doing my craft has inspired them to be more comfortable with themselves. And I'm like, I haven't even really even met these people or yeah. just, I just knew them from social media. So that kind of power really, it, it touched me a lot and I, it kind of helps me continue to go on because you never know who's really actually viewing your stuff and like what it really, like what it, the impact has on people. Because to me, I'm just like, I'm sitting in my, my bedroom for the most part, mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> sitting, sitting here playing and just like um, being silly and goofy and, you know, just flaunting my stuff. And, you know, every so often, you know, not now, cause you know, we're in the pandemic, but um, I would go out all the time and be in makeup. Um, that's that's another that's another whole thing i know i just like every day it just um i can't believe it's still going i personally had to face it with myself where like i will admit whenever we first went into lockdown early march um Mm -hmm. even my own brain said there's no possible way like for instance that halloween would be affected and here we are (laughs) let's talk about with makeup um, do you have any favorite makeup artists or uh, any mentors that you've had along the way, um, perhaps like when you were in school? Actually, surprisingly enough, um, the only people I can really say that were mentors to me were actually a lot of YouTubers. Um, I have never be- had my own mentors in my, my makeup, actually. I, um, everything I've learned is self-taught. Wow. Um, All the so, more impressive, really. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, but watching a lot of, I would say like makeup masters in the world, I, like who I define as like master artists, um, really break down their technique and their, um, their approach to makeup in the, like the most technical way. Cause makeup has no rules, but there is a technique behind everything and a, um, uh, a method to it, if you, if you will. Yeah. Um, cause you can kind of like, you can break down like the simplest like face and it could be like, it's all just like steps but you know, everyone has their own approach to the steps to create the final piece. Um, but I would say that people who I've really looked up to and like who have um, very, inf- who influenced a lot of my um, creativity would be um, a drag queen named Miss Fame. Oh yes, um, love Miss Fame. She's probably, yeah, probably one of the most, uh, probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest influences in my makeup career, um, just because like her story is more, it's, it's not the way she explains her artistic approach to um, her character and everything. Um, it's, it's just, it's really like, it's, it's almost like otherworldly in a sense, the way she explains it and, uh, her, just her approach to being a, when, like, when Curtis is like, uh, in his, his, uh, I guess he calls his man form or, um, his, his male persona, just the, the, the change in it is just so amazing. And just his, his technique to approach to makeup. Another person would be Nikki Tutorials. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of like really big pro artists too. 
Ellis Atlantis. Um, I'm a big fan Ryan, of Ellis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Ryan Burke? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan yeah. Burke is uh, one of my favorites. I was going through your Instagram and I saw a look that you'd done that reminded me of Ryan's a great deal. Just the very sharp edges, fierce, you know. Um, yeah, very big, fa- very big pieces. His work was some of the first um, makeups that I saw was kind of, that was like very... Um, it was drag, but it wasn't like traditional drag makeup where I was like, I like that a lot more than like most drag, just because it was like really artistic and beautiful in the way that he. It wasn't a, he going drew... for female illusion necessarily, but it was illusion. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. It was a more of a, no, a, a non-binary, like alien gender, whatever, non-gender um, piece. And that's kind of what gravitates me to a lot of uh, makeup, which is what I, I actually like to perform in. Um, Cause like, if I can, I, I never know, I know like in drag, I can, I can be really pretty, but I can never really be a woman. And um, so I always like kind of like do things where it falls in the middle where it could be like either or, um, which is fascinating. I would say like those are some people, I mean, there are so many artists that I like, I'm so influenced by. I mean, um, some younger artists that I actually know who I'm friends with um, would be Moral Charleston, who's a- um, That was the first person you know, who came to mind. Yeah. Um, I'm very, like, I, I talk with them a lot and, um, I, I'm like really excited to meet them. I actually had plans this year to, um, meet up with them and to collaborate, but because of everything going on, I wasn't <laughs> able to do that. Um, another person who I'm friends with would be, his name is David, um, Salazar. Mm-hmm. Um, very, he's an artist that I, I don't, I don't really see quite often and his approach to expression is, um, a lot it's just very different from what I see with typical artists. And I'm very proud of him too, because his, uh, he's grown ex- exponentially in the past couple of months. I mean, I saw him like when I first started to like um, really talk with him, he had like maybe 3000 followers and now he's almost at 10 K. Wow. Um, that's a lot of on, growth. That's a lot of growth. And even on, especially for Instagram these days, cause you know, God, you can barely even, you can barely get a follower like at all. Um, and on TikTok, he he blew up. Like he, I I just knew he was because he's just very visually, he's very visually um, engaging, beautiful to look at, mm-hmm. engaging, very beautiful to look at. He's not like it's not like intimidating, even though it can be intimidating. He's he's very soft features, very good looking kid. Um, I'm really proud of him. So those are just the few people that I would say I'm inspired by. But like anyone who I follow, I'm like, <laughs> those are people who inspire me. A hundred percent, I do understand. Um, this. I have come to find out uh, you're a drag persona whenever you do decide to don that uh, and play yes. with those lines, <laughs> blur those lines. I believe her name is Antibiotic. That is her, yes. Um, so I made that, I- I'm still trying to figure out her real name or her real persona because like it is my whole thing because my last name is Flu mm-hmm. um, and being in my, like, I guess like my makeup approach is like more non-binary. Um, when I want to go to a binary character, I usually choose her. And um, um, Anna is just like a, you know, my whole thing was it was like a designer drug or a, um, it's supposed to be like a, like my thought was it like a designer drug or like a disease, as you could say, that's like sickening and contagious. So that's why, you know, you follow her, she, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just to play with like my, my first and last name. Um, my first time debuting her was actually, I think it was Pride, was it 2017 maybe, mm-hmm. I wanna say, which are, <laughs> looking back at this point now, um, it's very cringy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I really went out like that. And I'm like, you know, 
But how did you I feel did when you went out? <laughs> I felt like the prettiest thing in the world, and I didn't that's care matters. what I really said because I was just that's all that really matters. That's if you if you're anyone listening to this and you ever want to go out and drag, as long as you feel beautiful, go out and do it. You know, you don't let other people or like the the way the makeup came out really influence you the most. It's more about how you feel. Like if you feel like the prettiest person on the planet, then you're the prettiest person on the planet. So we are. Mm, I um, love that. Yeah, and that's the, that's just kind of how the, the best way to kind of go about with it. But um, and ever since then, I I've just been playing with it more. Um, it's actually really thanks to one of my really uh, a good friend of mine, um, a New York drag queen. Her name is Bella Noche. Mm-hmm. Um, we met years ago through a let's just say a mutual friend of ours, um, where we had a. <laughs> um uh a, a complicated but matching relationship with that person and we bonded through that and then you know through everything else and we became friends and um i miss her i haven't seen her in a long time um but we bonded from that and like ever since our us hanging out on halloween and doing all these other things our um relationship grew and like our our characters and our just our performance of makeup and everything drew from then from then on and i can really thank her for encouraging me the being one of the biggest encouraging uh, factors and doing it because she was like she was a, a brand new drag queen and she's like listen if i'm in heels right now there's no there's no reason why you shouldn't be out doing whatever you want to do mm-hmm. i'm like good point you know <laughs> true. there are no limits other than the ones we decide to like impose exactly. upon ourselves yeah so zach a question for you um how do you stay abreast of the latest beauty trends like how do you um manage that because it's always evolving oh man um so I think what the thing is with makeup is just in general, I really, I mean, I follow trends, but I think the biggest thing is to kind of make up your own stuff. Nice. Cause you'll, you'll never really know what will be, of course it's great to stick with the trends and everything like that. And like, see what's like hot right now and, and, uh, and makeup and like, what's the coolest palette, what's the new technique and all that other stuff, which is great. But like, most of it if you if you actually like study the art of makeup and like the um the history behind it it's all recycled and all just new new versions of old stuff um like right now um i think one of the hottest makeups that i see in the world right now that's retrending is the euphoria makeup mm-hmm. and that style of makeup where it was like very bold colors glitter and that kind of thing was actually all kind of inspired a lot from like uh, rave culture in the 90s and um, uh, I want to say like club culture from the 80s and a little bit of 60s in their mix but it's it's all just like recycled new fangled versions of everything so I guess my advice to anyone to sticking with the newest trends is just kind of you know follow it if you want and if not just kind of do your own thing because you could be the next trend you mm-hmm. Stay in competition with yourself, you know, pushing really, your yeah. limit. And plus with makeup, yeah. um, I imagine it is so personal for like each individual face. Absolutely. Because everyone, uh, every every face has its own um, needs and structural differences. So like to me to paint my face into somebody else, I'd have to tweak everything that I do to make my face translate on someone else. Um, because everyone has their own face and like what might look pretty on me will not look the same on somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can always tweak the technique that I'm using on myself to make it fit the other person. But if they don't have this similar eye shape or 
really the at all the same bone structure it won't it won't look the same it'll, it'll look completely different that's kind of the most, the most beautiful thing about makeup when you see on the runways and stuff is because like they artists will have like a a plan of what they're supposed to do like a uh what do you call it like template a, uh, or a template yeah that's yeah of what makeup needs to be on and it's usually like it's one style of makeup three different three colors for like just every other um model and on each face it looks totally different you know it might be the mm. same makeup but like because their faces are all different it, they look it's completely different um or try it it tries to be they, they try to make it the same because they had to make it structural and everything but like just every face is different with everything you know mm -hmm. so the literal way that they're going to apply that same template is going to be a bit varied is what you're saying absolutely and mm -hmm. they um another thing to to really understand face structure is to re recognize your own face shape and then kind of um find works of makeup that are your face structure and then try that on yourself mm -hmm. something that i saw on your website is that you are um you can be booked for photo shoots uh bridal parties personal makeovers even i would love yep. to hear a little bit about some of your personal work with clients what have been some opportunities that have really stood out for you two ones that stuck out to me recently um i mean i've done brides with, i did a bridal party last year which was really fun um is that it stressful? Was kind of very, honestly yes and no the only thing that was like the, the, the wonderful thing about it that was so great is that they really listened to me and they really trusted me because sometimes with um with what i heard horror stories from other artists where the it, it, things can go wrong and um it could like ruin everything um i i mean i remember doing it i think it took i, I had to do seven of the girls and including the bride and i had till i think like one o'clock and i got there at like eight in the morning oh um, my goodness and I finished actually quite early with uh, with them. And the only thing I actually had like a hiccup in was one of the girls was blinking when I was applying like liner and then it got all over her face. So I had to redo her whole face, which took me time. So I had to rush that. But thankfully it was so uniform that it um, was very easy for me to redo. But I think a really moment that actually really stuck out to me is uh, I was doing a lot of, I was doing actually recently, these actually two things recently, I did a makeup class for um, the Secaucus Library, where they invited me back a previous year, um, from the previous year that I did this, where I was doing a pride made makeup look for um, for them. That was really fun because it, it was really just impactful to have like one of my first jobs and gigs doing a masterclass for makeup. The year before, like before I did this year, was a, a drag makeup look, and uh, it was it was really cute. It was supposed to have like uh, it was supposed to have like fifteen people, and it was all these. Um, like very young kids uh, came in and sat there and they were all like very nervous and didn't really ask many questions, but just getting to talk to them after the fact was really, really like impactful and really empowering because a few of the kids in the class spoke up and they were um, like non-binary or, or didn't find that way. And uh, you know, it just, the, just the opportunities have been really cool like being able to teach classes and um, you know, getting to hear the feedback from just different people who have experiences with makeup is really amazing. I remember I actually, with my old beauty school, one of the teachers who I absolutely love um, asked me to do a makeup class for all her students because, you know, with COVID and everything that they weren't able to work on clients. So they, she asked me in one day and I did like an hour long makeup class or so, like maybe hour or two hour class. And um, 
I did a very simple sunset makeup eye and then the girls submitted their versions of that and tagged me in it. And it was really cool to see that happen. I'm like, it was just really beautiful to see the, um, how they expressed what I showed them, which was like my version of like soft, but was really bold. And they did actually versions of it, which were actually soft. And it was just beautiful to see them uh, recreate the very, I would say like, it wasn't challenging, but I guess it was more of a complex look for some people as opposed to like three colors. And then you just, you know, yeah, softly do it. So those experiences are really, really amazing. I'm looking forward to having more of them. I've had a few cool ones here and there. I mean, I've done like a music video before that was, uh, it wasn't like a big artist or anything like that. It was, but it was cool to kind of have that experience being the assistant to a makeup artist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you learn a lot um, by doing those real world uh, experiences. You know, it's so yes, varied, it sounds they like. Are, it's definitely a lot more hands-on. You have to be very, one thing I learned, you have to be very patient when you're dealing with a lot of people and like keep your calm. So when I'm in those situations, I'm very, I'm usually very like neutral about everything that's happening. Cause I'm like, if I don't, I'll get, I'll get like, like, um, I get overly anxious or I just, I might freak out because <laughs> it's, it's, they're very high stress they're, they're high stress environments and I need to have my cool or I won't have a good experience with like maybe being called back for these people or, um, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So what are some of your favorite looks that you yourself have put together over the years? Are there any that you'd like to redo um, or revisit? Well, Halloween is like my favorite thing in the world. When I, my dream would be able to, if I ever get to, if, if my career world takes me there, is to be able to work on like a horror set to do prosthetics and um, help it maybe assist with like um, a production team doing a horror, whatever. Um, doing that type of makeup is so much fun. I actually was able to do a um, uh, work with Dorney Park um, here, in PA, uh, here in New Jersey and PA. There's a amusement park here that I got to work with and I got to experience doing like horror makeup on like the, the kids. And <clears throat> I was in charge of me and myself and like, like I think 12 or 13 other artists were in charge of doing all of the, um, the actors. Um, like the, the, not like the, not the big actors, like who have like the, this, I guess more of the starring characters where they had to be like extreme makeups, just like the other ones that like scare other people. But having mm -hmm. that experience doing that was just so cool. Um, as for looks that I want to do, I, I'm always trying to like amplify everything for, from the year prior. Mm. I think this year is going to be the most challenging for me and I'm going to have to figure out how to, I'm probably going to get really crafty and make things work out for me. I'm challenging myself to do at least 15 makeup looks, um, whether they're like glam, quote unquote glam, horror, or um, like extra, really extravagant pieces. Cause you know, right now I'm, I'm tight with money again. And uh, I can't afford prosthetics for the pieces that people have requested me to do um, because prosthetics are actually very expensive. Yes, very, very <laughs> much are. so. But I just like just taking the characters I've done in the past and just amplifying them every year has been something I've been very like passionate, like very happy about. Um, I think this year I want to really do a bigger version of like a werewolf. Mm. Um, um, I want to do a bigger version of a zombie, do a few characters, uh, zombies like that, maybe a witch. Some of my favorite looks I've done in the past actually were my, this year was my favorite was my pride look I did where it was like very club kid, like club kid striped like a uh, rainbow flag. Um, I did a crystal skull earlier this year as well. I really loved my Valentine's look where it was like, 
I, I had glued like florals on myself and everything. And I think my favorite Halloween look I did last year was, um, I no longer support this person, but um, I really liked the makeup look that they did. It was uh, a look that she is a makeup artist. Uh, Lipstick Nick did on Jeffree Star a few years ago where it was actually my most liked look last year mm. um, where I did a, a skull bandana makeup look. Um, that look took me six hours to do. Wow. It was it was a pretty long time because it was very challenging to get the technical features of it. And uh, I love doing skulls. I don't do them that often, but they are very fun to in technical do because they require so much blending and all that kind of stuff. But that was my favorite look I think I did last year. Um, and one of my top looks I still look back on. And like, I might not like this person anymore, but like that piece is just incredible to look at because it was so, actually like looking back at it, I wish I didn't edit, edit it so heavily to make it look more pop because looking at the unedited pictures, I'm like, I like these a lot more. They're just, they, my editing style uh, changed in the past year too. Um, but that was like one of my biggest looks that I've done that like, my brother even came to me when he saw it and he's like, I don't really like makeup or like I support what you do, but like if I ever had a choice, cause he's like, he's heterosexual and very, very masculine. And he said like, if I had a choice to pick anything that you have done, it would be that bandana skull look on me for like wow. a Halloween look. And I was like, I'm like, if you <laughs> can sit down for, I'm like, you can sit still for three hours and shave your beard. Like we'll, we'll talk, but you know. Now that right there, you were talking about it took you six hours to do that look. And uh, even if you were to recreate it on someone else, it would be at least this three hours. That is something right. that I don't have is this this patience for it. Um, talk about that. What is it like for you to work on your own face for six hours at a time? I think for me, the reason why it took me so long is um, for people who can't see me right now, I have a very like longer and angular face. So when I'm doing anything that requires me to work on the side of my my profile i can't quite see it so mm. a lot of times when drawing on like the side of my face i had to look at several different mirrors and really try to like work and slow uh, very very slowly and uh, color these this thing in um the, and that's what really really takes a lot of time to do when i'm working on somebody else i can kind of like stand back and look at them and be like okay this needs to go this way this needs to go this way um and plus I was replicating another piece. So like it Very was true. It, I wanted to make it as accurate as possible to the original artist. Um, I think the patience really comes from when I'm in, when I'm in a look or doing a look, I, um, I kind of like, I kind of forget about the world and my, it, it go into like a, I guess they call it flow. Yeah, a creative flow where like you kind of like just forget about the world and like until you're done with like the piece that you're making, you kind of just really forget about it. There have been I get asked like almost all the time where I do like I color my body a certain thing or a certain color or something where people are like, oh my god, this is so cool. How long did it take you to do this? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I like mm. there are times where like I start like usually at night I start makeup around like eight o'clock and then the next thing I know it's midnight or two o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I'm like, so I'm like anywhere in the window from this and then like three hours or something like that. And they're mm. like, how do you sit down there for so long? I'm like, I just forget about the, I forget about the clock. I don't really, I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not racing myself. I just kind of go into my headspace hey. and just kind of flow. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think that that creative space is a really special one to be in like that, that flow. Yeah. When you forget things, it's because you're having fun, you're passionate about it. Um, 
besides that, you're you're open to what's happening. Exactly. I really, really like and, that. and also some of the times too, um, I'm actually the, the creative process isn't always in front of me. So in a lot of the times where I've made pieces, I don't actually have a, a full focused idea when I, I jump into it. When I do, I usually can finish things very quickly because I already know the structure of what I'm doing. Um, when I'm kind of going into things blind, uh, I, it just takes me more time to kind of figure out the technicalities or how I want to build it or build the face or like what I need to lay down first to get to the that that whole thing. So a lot of time is actually like sitting there doing trial and error and see if things are going to work out the way I want. Um, and that's what's amazing about it. The sad part about most of it is like it takes me like 30, like 10 to 30 minutes to remove everything, which is so sad because it's like, I spent all that time and now it's gone. Yeah, I have gotten into drag myself um, a handful of times over the years. Uh, there was one um, year that I was in a drag production of Rocky Horror Picture Show where I played oh my Columbia. God. Yes. And, um, you know, it was a blast. I know how to tap dance. And so it was just like, I loved it. And uh, there was a queen. Her, her name is Cara Coronado in Fresno, California. And she did my makeup. And I looked good. when I, even, <laughs> even when I you got home, I didn't want to take it off. I will. I'll send you some. Uh, yeah. When I got home, I didn't want to take it off. It was so sad to get into the shower. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like it's depressing because like when you when you feel your absolute like you feel your oats, you feel like you're the the one, the only one in the world exists. Like everyone else is beneath you because you're so pretty. That that that, that yes. moment of like that feeling. It when you get when you're like I had to take this off now. Like oh, it's like a no. it's like that that you're like no a piece of me is dying. <laughs> it did feel um, like that. That's what it's it's just so it's so crazy about it too. So it's, it, that is really really fun and glad that like when people. I hope more people can ever experience that that level of like fear. it was confidence and um yeah it was like a self-assuredness that my boy self does not at all times carry but yeah nobody could have told me nothing that night exactly, you know yeah. like i was <laughs> the one you know yes. um <laughs> it's just so That's funny the best part of it. It, is, it is it's so fun too so before we move into the final section of things, um, sure. Zach, a couple of things. One, can you let people know your social media so they can follow you, um, keep sure. up with your work? So um, my social medias and everything to follow me, it's all Zach Fu. That's Z-A-C-H-F-L-U. That is on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's even the website, ZachFu.com. It's, it's, it's my website name.com. Um, God, like you can I, I, pretty much anything you'll find me. Um, you, I mean, you can find me on Facebook if you want to add me there. Like, if I don't add you on Facebook, don't feel offended. I, I, I'm trying to get it to be more of like just my my family and like people I actually know. Um, no, no offense, but like I would love to know all of you who choose to follow me. But um, I'm more I'm more active on all my other socials than Facebook as much anymore. Um, but if you find me on there and you want to add me. You're, you're all you're more than welcome to um but those are all my socials and uh if you i'd love it if you were to follow me i think you would love my work i love it um well now we are going to move into our final section of things called passions lately <gasps> oh Back, this is super simple what are you very passionate about lately is there something that you have a focus on right now um 
my life is kind of in a very weird limbo at the moment because with everything going on in my job, um, I am passionate about finding a new job. I'm not really sure where it will take me, um, but I am passionate about finding, <laughs> making more money. Um, so I'm from different sources, I, I know what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for different sources of income right now. Um, I just bought a car today, so I'm happy about that. So that will be a very big change in my life. Um, first time ever, first time car buyer. My God. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Sorry if you hear my dogs barking. There's someone outside right now. That's um, okay. They're keeping you safe. Yes. But those are just like small things that I'm passionate about. And my birthday is actually also coming up to um, in this month, in the coming month. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what my... I'm going to call it my redo of 27 again because uh, I didn't get a chance to really live this year. Um, mm-hmm. Not many, <laughs> I saw someone like say something about on social media. They're like, can I have a redo of my like my year this year? And just be like, can you be like, they're like, can I be like 23 again? I was like, okay, shut up. What I saw um, somebody posted uh, a bunch of, they posted like uh, 13 photos of just white backgrounds. And they're like, look at all these cute photos of all the places oh I God. went in 2020. And I I'm saw like, that one. There it is. I was like, huh? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> look, look at the memories I made this year. Oh, so many. From the yeah. living room to the kitchen and back. Yes. <laughs> to the liquor store. Uh, something I'm passionate about lately, um, and oh, I'm yeah. passionate about all the fucking time, but especially this year, voting for the love of God. Yes. I have mentioned it on this podcast all the time, and I'm not going to let up. Do your fucking part. Vote. It yes, is more please. important than ever. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg would have wanted it, and yes. you better RIP to her. do uh, it right. Um, yes. Yeah, so voting is... <laughs> I'm hot about it right now. You know? <laughs> I am, don't blame you. I'm, I, I am not a very political person in Neither some am I, fashions, but... but this I am very passionate about and we need to, I'm not going to say my stance on it, but I'm pretty sure everyone knows, but we need to <laughs> vote to get the bastard out. Oh, for the love of God. Um, yes. Yeah, I've had that discussion. Uh, in fact, uh, my most recent interview uh, was with um, an interviewer. His name is Denny Patterson and his passion lately, I think he just went off on it. Oh my God. So it's yeah. like, you know what? You can say it. I don't care. Get the bastard out. I hate it. Yeah, get the bastard um, out. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick over of this it. country. I'm tired of like the, the the way the world is right now. I'm tired of the, the amount of ignorance and uh-huh. racism and xenophobia and homophobia and just the, the intolerance that I'm seeing that's just people are comfortable being right now. I'm sick of seeing it. I don't want to see it anymore. I want them to go back into hiding where they where they belong because that is not the America that we should be living in. That is not what our founding fathers want, and this is not where we should be as a country in 2020. We yeah. should we are a lot we are a lot more smart. We're a lot smarter than this, and we should be a lot more evolved than this because what the heck is going on? Yeah, I agree. I agree. We've left you with yes. things to think about, listeners. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm going to take this moment uh, to wrap things up. I want to thank you okay. so much for joining me on Eye to Eye today, Zachary Flew. And thank you so much for having me. Like, this is honestly been, when you asked me to do this, it was such a, uh, an honor. I was like, I absolutely have to do this. Like, it, it's just, it needs to be, it needs to be done. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, this is, this is a passion project. I don't think I'm doing anything to change the world, but I do hope that I can just like make the world a more connected place. That's why I do it. And so like, Oh, that's beautiful. Getting to do this together, it 
it means so much to me. So thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you listeners for being here with us. Now go outside. We'll be here and gayer when you get back. Bye. This episode of Eye to Eye was edited by Dylan Newman and the theme song written and performed by Emily Easley. Make sure to rate and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy podcasts today. Mm-hmm.